Dun, 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 dun. Oh, wait. I, no, I can't do my own theme song? What? Okay. Sorry. Welcome to Food Culture. We'll talk about the what's, the who's, and the why's that surround the food industry. I'm your host, Daniela Cintron, and no, I am not a chef, and I don't cook, so I'm your regular lady just curious as heck about what goes on in the kitchen and what happens when food brings people together. This is Food Culture. Um, the Carlton that I know, it's very talented. Like, I've known you for maybe almost two years, I want to say, when I first moved to Northeast Georgia for the second time in my life. So let me properly introduce you. We're talking to Carlton Chamblin. He is, in my eyes, the one and only mixiologist in Northeast Georgia that is just worth meeting, drinking with, eating with, enjoying life with. Such an amazing vibe. And you can find Carlton, uh, you know, obviously at this beautifully nice restaurant downtown Clayton, Georgia called uh, um, Fortify. But then you're also all over the place. There's not a person that doesn't know Carlton in town that at least knows how to wine and dine well. So if you know how to dine and wine well, you know who Carlton is in Northeast Georgia. So Carlton, how did this all start? First of all, how did you end up in Northeast Georgia? Because when I first lived there many years ago, Carlton wasn't in town. But when I came back, Carlton was known in town. Who is Carlton? <laughs> I love that. So I had lived an hour and 10 minutes away in a town called Brazelton. And Brazelton is known for the winery Chateau Lawn and also wow. formerly known for the home. Uh, a lot of the land was owned by uh, Kim Basinger. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. I met people that had invited me to work uh, in Clayton, and I took that job, and I was commuting that hour and 10-minute ride and loving the ride. You know, there's a beautiful spot when you're passing through Habersham County, and you see those Blue Ridge Mountains ahead of you, and your heart just begins to regulate. You're, you just feel at peace. The stress is all gone. So yes. I decided to move there permanently and, and no longer commute. And during that time frame, I just fell in love with the people and the mountains and the lakes. Well, I think that the people, the mountains and the lakes also fell in love with you because Carlton is now part of Raven County, which is where you are located. But not just that area. Uh, You are part of the amazing experience that a lot of people come to have to the Northeast Georgia mountains. But when you were when you were in Brasselton, were you already involved in the food and uh, food and beverage industry? I was. So I'll be approaching my half century mark of age next February. So I've been around Mm -hmm. and I did not begin working in the restaurant industry until about honestly 15 years ago. I was 35 Mm -hmm. and I had worked in product management and marketing up until then, but I wanted something that was just less stressful and had immediate gratification. So I began working at a Red Lobster and then I later was working at a Carabas and then Fortify Kitchen and Bar, which I'm no longer working at now, but mm-hmm. uh, it was my first sort of non-corporate restaurant job that gave me a taste that everyone can be creative in contributing to the experience. There wasn't that uh, those corporate uh, you know, overtones that mm-hmm. usually exist in the food and beverage industry. 
would you say that that gave you more freedom to find out who you were in the industry instead of having to do somebody else's cocktails? You were free to do your own. Well, it definitely gave me the, the, the freedom. But interestingly enough, even when I was at Carabas, I was always breaking the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, it, it gave me the ability to no longer have to apologize. <laughs> mm -hmm. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. So then you started, uh, when is it that you started in the working for this other restaurant where you began in, in Raven County specifically? What year was that? Uh, 2016. No, okay. wait. yes, 2016. So it was 2016. And um, I began being involved with creating weekly specialty cocktails. Mm -hmm. And uh, got to know a lot about different techniques and different classic uh, beverages as, all, as also learning about you talk about the culture a lot, learning about how um, shrubs were a part of a colonial um, uh, origin or at least uh, gift to America in terms of a type of uh, beverage. That's very interesting. How did you, though, whenever you're doing all this, how did you make yourself uh, more knowledgeable on the subject? Like, what are the tasks, the routine that you do to become a better, uh, better at what you do? You know, it's very interesting. I've always had um, food has always been central in my family growing up, you know, going to my grandmother's house after school, uh, playing around in the kitchen at home. So I just did what I always did, and that was experiment and ask a lot of questions. Um, whenever guests would arrive to the bar, um, they would always be battling what to choose. I don't know what I want. And I enjoyed simply asking them key questions. Well, are you in the mood for something sweet or sour? Um, what is your favorite spirit? Uh, let me make something for you. And so it gave me sort of a blank canvas and a, a guinea pig, if you will, mm -hmm. to try some basic ratios and proportions that I was always comfortable with. I always knew you don't ever want to add too much sour. You just, you know, maybe equal that with your simple syrup. Um, this many ounces of your spirit. Toss in maybe this other modifier. So it was almost like um, following a formula, but adapting the different, um, you know, variables with what that guest may have answered in their questions to me. Definitely. I have to say, I'm a big fan of this drink that you created that I, I might have this wrong, but it's called smoking tuxedo. Is that, was that the name of it? Something about a tuxedo and something about smoke. It contained tequila in it. It's been a while, probably a year ago that you had it on your menu. <laughs> I remember I even, I had maybe two or three of them. And I went and back with my husband and said, you have to try this. You know, sure I, enough, I, I love. played around with so many different beverages with so many different names. <laughs> I'm just now, to be honest with you, beginning to journal and really mm -hmm. keep record uh, of all those different drinks in hopes of publishing a cocktail recipe book in the near future. Absolutely. That would be so fantastic, even though I would still prefer to be done by you because I would just, I'd be like, well, I lost count of the tequila, guys. Just, just keep it coming. Uh, but now that, we're that you were talking about the, the shrubs and, and you and you experimenting and learning about all of this, when is it that the shrubs 
came to life. You started in 2016 uh, at that uh, the private restaurant in Raven County. And I believe it was in 2017 that you founded or you started your company, Farm to Cocktail. Is that correct? And how did it start? That is correct. So obviously everyone loved to use the term farm to table. And they even refer to Clayton and Raven County rather as the farm to table capital of Georgia mainly due to a lot of the great chefs that are in that area, a lot of the great farmers, as well as other food artisans that um, make Raven County their home. So I thought, well, you know, I'm contributing to that um, story with great beverages made with fresh ingredients. So why not farm to cocktail? It's perfect. It's just genius. And you're absolutely right. It is known for farm to, uh, there are a lot of farms, first of all. There are so many farms I never realized and under, I unappreciated them the first time I lived in Ribbon County. And the second time I moved there, I realized how beautiful and delicious it was to include it and support the local business. So farm to cocktail, was it a specific moment where the light bulb went off? Or was it like you were already thinking about it and then eventually you went for it? How did it develop? Well, I've always wanted to be able to have something that I could call my own. And it provided the perfect type of um, template to share ideas, stories. It's, it's, it's open to interpretation. So who doesn't enjoy having a great conversation around a cocktail? And because a lot of people enjoy talking to me around the bar as a bartender, it just made all the sense in the world that if I'm to have a forum by which people are able to relax and get to know each other and discuss the history of certain beverages, it had to be farm to cocktail because whether you're talking about bourbon, you have to use corn to make bourbon. It comes from a farm. If you're using a rye whiskey, you have a rye grain, you know? Uh, so everything comes from the earth. So why not? And then the, um, the tagline, was tending nature's bar. And I remember jogging one day uh, in Raven Gap thinking, I got to think of a tagline. This, we're putting together the website and it just came to me. So it's been a really nice evolution of ideas along with the collaboration of others. That's beautiful because it, it does come down to a teamwork at the end of the day. So who would you say, like, how did you come up with your supportive, supporting team? Like, do you actually physically make them with someone? Do they help you bottle them? Do they help you market it? Like, how did all this come together? So during the 2017-2018 uh, timeframe, the North Georgia Food Bank was building out a commercial kitchen that is designed to help uh, entrepreneurs and chefs uh, legally and professionally bottle and manufacture products for distribution. So I knew that this was truly the beginning of having a co-packer by the name of Ryan Cochran, who owns a little business called New Moon Kettle. Ryan and his wife operate out of this uh, commercial kitchen with their LLC, and they take my recipes and procure the fruits the seasonings or other spices, the vinegars and the sugars, and they bottle them for me. Um, I have another wonderful person on the team named Jerry Lynn Oquindo, who is an art therapy student up in Philadelphia that um, is from the um, Hiawassee, Georgia area. 
and she was doing a lot of creative work, logo design uh, for others, and she was introduced to me, and she was able to take my vision of the rooster weather vane over the martini logo and adapt it to uh, bottle label designs for the different flavors that we've come up with. She's been uh, remarkable in designing a lot of my print literature that helps to explain what a shrub is because not everybody in the world mm-hmm. knows <laughs> what a shrub cocktail or a shrub drinking vinegar is. So you have to have someone on your team that knows how to share that story so that it's reachable. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. The first time I saw the bottle of uh, farm to cocktail of the shrub was at this little coffee shop called, of course, I, I kind of knew that you were tied with it, but I wasn't so sure what it was or how it worked. So then I saw these bottles at White Birch, this coffee shop, downtown Clayton. And I was like, Ooh, what is it? I remember I bought one and then I tried to take a sip of it. That is not <laughs> what you do. I was like, Nope, this is not kombucha. That's for sure. It could be because the taste is really strong, like vinegary, if you just yeah. drink it like that. And then, yeah, my dear husband would be like, no, you're supposed to add booze to it. Did you lose <laughs> the label? Like, <laughs> so tell us. I mean, this is farm to cocktail, but I thought, oh, my gosh, b- bottled cocktails. I'm in. But I didn't know that I was supposed to put my booze in there myself. So tell us what, what is a shrub for those that, of, of, of the, us that don't want to make that mistake again. Sure, definitely. So the word shrub uh, has Arabic origins, which mean beverage or to drink. And it's a combination of sugar, fruit, and vinegar. Uh, there are so many different uh, time frames in food culture and civilizations that may have sweetened vinegar with either sugar and some kind of citrus to help with digestion. Because a lot of these types of products with which involve vinegar, a fermented product, is designed to help with digestion. So mm-hmm. shrubs have some of their origins there. Um, and in the last two decades, they have had a comeback in the whole handcrafted cocktail world because the combinations of flavors are endless. Like I could choose a pomegranate fruit, maybe um, a red wine vinegar, uh, maybe a demerara Uh, type of brown sugar syrup. Combine that all and let that sit and flavors meld together. And so now I have a pomegranate thyme demerara shrub syrup. So that drinking vinegar syrup, when now added to sparkling water or your choice of vodka or bourbon, now makes it a shrub cocktail. So they are concentrated mixers, if you will. Yeah, I wish I had read the instructions first. I was just too excited. I was getting a cocktail in the middle of the day. <laughs> it was not the case, but uh, to say the least. Just add liquor. Just add liquor. Yes. Or, what I love about it is that when I was pregnant, I hated that all the drinks that I would ask for that would be virgin drinks, they were so boring. It was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get the same chunk of a lot of sugar and that's it. But if you do this rub and just put it in water or bubbly water, like you mentioned, it tastes like you're drinking a cocktail. It's delicious. It's refreshing. I love when um, I get orders from the servers at the restaurants where I've worked to make a mocktail because now I have an opportunity to really dazzle that expectant uh, mother or someone that is just choosing to be sober and not drink because I agree 
Who wants to just have the same old, same old? Life should be exciting. And why not have a shrub mocktail in your hand with the same beautiful garnishes and the same beautiful shaped glasses? Mm-hmm. And uh, enjoy. Absolutely. We want to be fancy too. My father doesn't drink alcohol or very, very rarely. But yeah, I remember when we used to visit one of the restaurants that you were working at, he will always ask for his, you know, uh, non-alcoholic beverage from you. And he absolutely loved it. My mother thought you had named one of hers and her in for her after her name. And I'm like, mom, I'm sure it's not named after you. He just knows that's what you drink. <laughs> but they loved it. They loved that the experience can be shared, whether you are drinking alcohol or not. And that's something I Absolutely love. But I have a question for you. I always had this kind of in my mind. Bartender, mixologist. What I think you're a mixologist because you're actually making art behind the bar. But bartender, is that also a proper way to call an artist like yourself behind the bar? Uh, you know, I think we are all artists, whether, you know, what's what's in a name, you know, um, Shakespeare says it best, you know, a rose by any other name, would it not smell as sweet? And that's true. So uh, to me, it's all about whatever name or title that people like to call you, have passion with what you do. Do it with all that you have within you. Do it. Like my father would always say, you know, whatever you do, even if you were a ditch digger, be the best ditch mm-hmm. digger that you can be. And and I don't even know if he, he knows that I've held on to that um, bit of advice. Uh, but it's very true. I have always just wanted to do the best at everything that I, I've done. Whether you call me mixologist, bartender, or hey, guy, um, <laughs> let's get let's get the party started. You know, my whole life uh, before, yeah, maybe up until, maybe I still feel the same way. I always wanted to be a bartender. I just yeah. felt, I, I used to tell my friends, I, I'm, I'm going to give me a job as a bartender because I'm going to kill it. But I never got to do it. And it's something I still want to do in my life. So if one day I come asking you for a job, please teach me. <laughs> oh, we would have so much fun because, you know, uh, the, the intersection of food and uh, beverage, as it relates to the bar, is so dynamic. And shrubs have uses even beyond the bar. I love to um, use uh, a shrub in a salad. I love to use it to mm-hmm. marinate. I even love to reduce it over some heat to make it into a nice gastrique for drizzled, over-finished um, meats or, or vegetables. It's, it's mm-hmm. such a versatile um, product. And again, it goes back to digestion. Anything that has that vinegar in it, whether it be reduced or uh, just fresh out of that bottle, um, it's definitely good for you and tastes great too. Yeah, definitely. You just reminded me, absolutely. There was a competition, uh, the chef's competition up in Northeast Georgia, uh, the food bank. And at the finale, the big finale was they had to make the dish, but then they pull out the trick, which was you have to include a shrub. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that was, was really good most fun we had so much fun i miss those competitions i know this year it would have been around november early november right it was last year and carlton is the mc by the way and he just steals the show i love it you, <laughs> it's like watching a live tv show that's exactly how i felt you're so good at it well you know it was based on the same format as chopped mm-hmm. and there would be those mystery ingredients and so playing that Ted Allen type um, MC, if you will, 
was a <laughs> was a great treat for me to do for over three years. I absolutely love it. Now through your you know, your journey of farm to cocktail and as a mixologist, bartender in Northeast Georgia and all of this, what has been one of the biggest challenges you faced that you overcame or you're still, you know, working on it? What would you say is one of the biggest ones? Well, as it relates to what I do on a daily basis or just in life? Just, I, I, I would say just in life because really that's, that's who you are. It's all these things together. You know, I think um, it's sort of, what we were talking about before we began recording perhaps, and that was learning to really know and appreciate yourself. Uh, when you grow up um, in the South or wherever, you're oftentimes being such a people pleaser and pleasing everyone else and doing what everybody else wants to do and not really recognizing that being nicer to yourself is just equally important. And so I try my best to um, share my vibe of um, positivity and um, encouragement to others. But I also need to do that for myself from, uh, more from time to time. And so I'm finally learning that the gift that I have for others is also a gift for me to personally enjoy. And enjoying my time alone uh, with my dogs so that I can be creative. People think, well, wow, you work all the time. When do you sleep? But little do they recognize that when I'm coming up with these ideas and thinking about how to turn a lime inside out to make it look like a ghost for a garnish, that feeds my soul. Because if you truly like to be creative, you know, any artist will tell you whether they're in the visual art world or print, media, what have you, it's what they think about. It consumes them. And so I think I've finally accepted uh, one of my key passions is being creative and um, letting that energy that's within creativity uh, bubble over into other people's lives. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's a challenge that we all have day to day about loving ourselves just as much as we love others. But I also heard someone once tell me that nobody's ever going to love you as much as you can love yourself. So you have to really love yourself. Like you have to understand that you need to love yourself in order to allow others to love you the same way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge we all go through. It's difficult. We forget about the most important person, which is us. So. It is really a nice thing to be reminded of. And it's such a gentle reminder sometimes. So I agree. <laughs> So tell me, what's in the future for you? What's coming next? What you got cooking? Other than I hope that you're about to say the eggnog again this year. It was incredible. But what else is coming up for you in the next few years? What's the plan? Well, I really want to get involved with some type of media format that allows me to uh, collaborate with other artisans of great food, whether that be video radio. Uh, again, I'm working on a cocktail book right now. And who knows, there may even be an actual speakeasy type of farm to cocktail bistro and bar in, in the future. Who knows? <laughs> I will love that. Oh my gosh. Speakeasies. I'm all, all about it. I will be, I'll support you. I'll be right there sitting at the bar eating and drinking. No brainer. Thank you, Daniela. <laughs> always, always. Yes, the, the eggnog, the eggless eggnog will be arriving soon, as well as the holiday cranberry orange spice shrub. Great for uh, the Thanksgiving and Christmas or 
the holiday time frame. That was so good. Last year, I got a bottle from you. And when I got home, we had family over. And when I got home, there was only a little bit of it left for me. I was disappointed. They drank it. (laughs) I'm glad that your mother and family are fans. Oh, they loved it. They love it because it tastes a lot like rompope, which is a drink that we have in Mexico and that you drink during the holidays. And you're supposed to drink little bits of it, just like the eggnog that you made. And they were like, it tastes just like it is delicious. (laughs) So you brought them back home with it. And Uh, I'll be ordering my own bottle this time. My uh, own. Nobody will know it. And I will personally deliver it to you. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, Carlton. I really, really appreciate it. Like I said, I've been wanting to interview you for a while. Life just got crazy. You know, things changed a lot for everybody. But I'm very happy and I'm a big fan of yours. And next time you're in Atlanta, in the area, you better let us know. We would love to come visit you. Of course I will, love. Yes. Thank you, Carlton. Thank you.